common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Now, Rita, I understand Nicole Mayutakis, the congresswoman, is calling in. Exactly. We've got the congresswoman, and apparently, obviously, you were there on the House floor. Walk us through uh, the debt deal. We just talked to Kevin McCarthy, who just called in. Congresswoman, your thoughts of how this went down, and you voted for it. Well, it's uh, look, it's uh, great to be with you. I've, I've been listening to the discussion a little bit, and I agree with uh, the speaker that, look, it's not a perfect deal, but we are one third of the pie here, right? The Senate is controlled by Democrats. The White House is controlled by Democrats. And if you think about where we started in this negotiation, the president and the Senate were intent that they were they were not going to negotiate. They wanted a clean debt ceiling increase, and they were going to do either that or the president was going to invoke the 14th Amendment and do it himself, which then, of course, would have been challenged in court. Uh, but nonetheless, the options were either – you know, we negotiate and get a, a best deal possible for Republicans or we do the clean debt ceiling, because if it, the president didn't do it, then probably be like three Republicans that might have sided with the Democrats to do a discharge petition and just do a clean debt ceiling where we got nothing. OK, or we default, which would have been devastating for the economy, for people on Social Security, our veterans, you know, lose their benefits, the stock market, et cetera. So. This was the best of all options. Did I, of course, uh, like everyone else, want to see more? Yes, we passed a great bill in the House, right? But the reality is we are only one-third of the pie here. Uh, and nonetheless, the, the, the speaker stood strong, and we as a conference stood strong. And we extracted a lot of good things, a lot of conservative wins, right? We're stopping the IRS agents from being hired. Uh, for this year, we have to fight that fight every single year. I bet uh, you it makes forward. a lot of Democrats happy, too. You know what? It, it, the reality is it's the right thing to do because we know a large percentage of those agents were going to target middle class families. They were going to go target small businesses because it was going to be proportional to, you know, the, the type of investigations that they currently Every Uber do. driver, every cab driver, every waiter, every busboy that, that, that receives cash tips. Yeah, they're cheering today. They're happy about this one. <laughs> And then we saw the calling back the COVID money. We saw that there's a 1% cap. So not just are we cutting spending next year and then on top of it, uh, spending, you know, spending less money next year than we did this past year, but we have a 1% cap going forward. And we also have checks and balances on the president. He can no longer unilaterally spend 1.5 trillion like he did on the last last uh, two years. No more omnibus massive spending bills like the $10 trillion that Democrats spent over the past two years. None of that's going to happen anymore. And we actually put in triggers in place to try to get now the next fight, which is going to be the budget and the appropriations process. There are triggers in place because if we do not pass 12 appropriation bills and pass a budget, then what happens is it's an automatic 1% cut until we do. And so that's going to give us the leverage to ensure that the Democrats return to the table so we can try to get more things like border security and some of the other priorities that we have that have been ignored so far. You know, uh, Nicole, too, one of the things that I was happy to hear uh, Speaker McCarthy tell John and myself uh, just a little bit ago was also that some of this leftover COVID money, uh, he's hoping eventually maybe goes to more border agents that they can at least somehow help with our security because, boy, has that been a mess. Yeah, he proposed that. He also proposed, look, if we're not hiring IRS agents this year now as a result of this, then that money could possibly go to hire 
Border Patrol agents. I think that this is setting up things nicely for the next fight, which, as I say, will be you know the budget. Um, but certainly it is a right step. It is a right first step, and it is changing the fiscal trajectory of our nation, which, which we definitely needed to do, right? We needed to accomplish two things. One was to not default, and the other thing was to get some serious uh, spending cuts. This is the biggest cut in history, as the speaker said, and also in reducing the deficit as well. So, so I think it, overall it was, a, it was a good deal. Let's not allow the perfect to be the enemy of the good here. Vito Fasella, you got a question. Hey, Nicole Vito. Uh, how did the New York delegation uh, break down on, on balance as a, as a vote on this uh, on this bill? Well, it's great to, great to hear your voice, Vito, and obviously really proud to, to succeed Vito as a, a member of Congress from Staten Island, and he's doing a great job as borough president, good partner in government. Uh, and what I'll say is uh, actually it was quite interesting. So uh, for New York City, it was just I was the only – Obviously, the only Republican in the city, uh, aside from George Santos, who voted no alongside AOC and the other squad members. Um, uh, Leader Jeffries voted for it because he was obviously part of the negotiating. Uh, but the only other member from New York City to vote for it was Gregory Meeks, who uh, is from Queens, reasonable guy, served on the uh, is, was the chair of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. He would be considered more uh, mainstream, you know, middle of the road member uh, compared to AOC and the others. So I thought that was also very telling, the fact that uh, the entire city delegation abandoned their leader, uh, Jeffries, and decided to vote no, because, look, they want to continue spending and doing what they've been doing. They want to you know, they spent $10 trillion last cycle. They want to keep doing it. And the other thing they didn't like here was that there were significant reforms to allow for energy and infrastructure projects to 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 go faster, right? Cutting some of that costly red tape. And they will, of course, want to use those mechanisms to kill uh, oil and gas infrastructure, to kill important uh, domestic energy kill, projects. Kill America. That's what they were doing. Governor Patterson, what, do you, what say you about this? I mean, we want some common sense here. Well, hello, Nicole. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing great. And, and, and let me just to wrap up to answer Vito's question, though, every other Republican in the state of New York did vote for the bill. How are you doing, Governor Patterson? Well, I'm, I'm doing all right. I think that one of the mistakes that we Democrats made is this was a compromise such as one that was struck between President Clinton in 1995 with Newt Gingrich. And when Clinton shifted and realized that the agenda from 1992 to 1994 had failed. That's what got him reelected in 1996. I'm surprised that the president didn't step in and basically be part of taking credit for this rather than acting as if he did all he could to stop it and it didn't work. You know, what's interesting is he had drawn a red line on the work requirements, right? They did not want to impose any work requirements on individuals that receive public assistance. Uh, and that yet he voted for it with Bill Clinton back in the time frame that you mentioned. Uh, so that was, of course, something that a lot of the New York City Democrats were opposed to. I, I had left that out, Congresswoman. I was hoping no one would find it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to how generous it is. If you're under 55, okay, and you have no children, no disabilities, you need to work 20 hours a week. And, and if you receive public benefits, you should be producing for, you know, our communities and, and for yourselves. And it helps lift people out of poverty, it helps hopefully get people uh, off of public assistance, saves taxpayer money as well. So it's a win across the board. And that's why it passed so uh, robustly. I, I, I want to sit on the couch and collect. That's me. 
<laughs> That's Never the last happened. thing you do. My Never mother, happened. my mother threw me off the couch. <laughs> yeah, your, my, my mother too. Well, well the, thank the, you, Nicole, and uh, we're going to take a break right now. And thank you for bringing all New Yorkers, all Americans, up to date. And we'll catch up with you again real soon. You're all great Americans. Thanks so much for having me. Good to be with you. Have a great weekend. Thank God you, bless. Nicole. You too.